So we have to reveal. We have a live audience. They're very healthy distance away from us. So it's so that if we make any jokes, somebody's here to actually laugh. Yeah. <laughs> it could get really awkward since we can't see any of you. Or hear any of you right, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> um well yeah, this is so strange. Um I guess we'll just jump in. So I guess just let everyone know. So first, welcome to all of our first time people for our future household, a few dorm hold people for next year. Um, so welcome to, to those that are your first time here. Um, but we also want to just kind of acknowledge too for, for everyone. Um, I just want to do a quick like thank you for your patience over the course of this last couple of weeks. Thank you for your willingness to kind of just roll with all of the changes and everything going on, it's, um, we've received so many emails, text messages, groomy messages, it's all trying to give some type of direction with the constant ever-changing coronavirus um, in our situation here. Um, so I just wanna start by saying thank y'all. And also just thank you for your trust and for us and just your, and just kind of help trying to figure out what's best for our community and how to kind of lead. Um, Every, everyone, everything. So thank you. Just, yeah. So, and then on top of that, um, I also want to just encourage, and I completely just don't, I definitely don't have my Bible on me. That's okay. Um, we'll roll with it. So I, I was praying this or yesterday, just about everything. And, um, I just want to encourage everyone, I guess, for that we can, um, be a community continued with our gaze fixed on the Lord. Um, something I was praying with, and this is a word that's can continued brought to our community throughout this entire year that I think, um, as I was praying over just this semester and everything is the Lord's been preparing us for today. The Lord has been preparing us for our situation. Wow. Good brothers. Um, and, um, my Bible was delivered to me and yeah, like just looking throughout our semester, we've received a lot of words just about mission, about just being a community of joy and everything. And so I wanted to bring us Isaiah 35. This is the word that's been coming up a few times throughout this entire semester. Um, but specifically Isaiah 35, it says, Say to those whose hearts are frightened, be strong, fear not. Here's your God. He comes with vindication, with divine recompense. He comes to save you. And I really want to focus on th that verse specifically. I'd encourage all of you to pray with Isaiah 35 at some point. But, um, but specifically, like, wherever you're at right now, um, that's okay. And, like, if you're frightened, if you're, you yourself are kind of uncertain or fearful you know, all of our situations are pretty varied throughout the country. Um, and I just want to say that's okay. That's, it's okay to, to experience that. But also, I hope this is just speaking a word of peace, of actually allow the peace to, like, penetrate your heart and actually allow that to, to shift. And um, because the Lord looks at you and he wants to actually remind you to be strong and, and to actually allow that to, like, transform so that – so then with your families, your friends, your neighbors, whoever you're with right now – um, that you may be able to actually speak that peace into their hearts too. So that like, 
this call into mission, this joy that doesn't change now. Um, and so that like our Lord actually comes with vindication. He's still preparing us for mission, even that if that's for your family at home right now. Um, so, so anyways, I just want to say that just like allow our peace to actually be what kind of moves us and transforms us so that we can transform even our families with whatever situation you're in right now. So. Yeah. And last time we were together, uh, kind of feels like it was years ago. A lot has happened, but Katie gave a talk on the joy to live out the gospel. Um, and so one of the things she addressed in that was what robs us of our joy. And she pointed out three things specifically. If we were in person, I would quiz you guys, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. So um, it was individualism, um, comparison, and then desire for control. And I think right now is actually a time where we're going to see some of those highlighted in the, in the world and in our culture. Um, because people are going to want that desire for control. Mm -hmm. Or we might fall into comparison because we might be on media more um, and seeing other people's lives through media. Um, where there is the tendency to turn inward um, because we're just in our homes, we're isolated. But um, the Lord wants us to fight those. Like now is the time to fight those. Um, and she also reminded us that it's important to let us encounter the Lord again and let him encounter us again. Um, we talked a lot about if you haven't had a conversion within the last two years, it's time to have a new conversion. And what a perfect time to have a new conversion of heart, um, to come out of this season with an even greater joy and intimacy with the Lord and how he's speaking to you through it. So I hope that we come out changed because if we don't, something's off. Mm -hmm. If we're just coasting through, um, so I encourage you to go back and listen to that talk um, because we, we can always hear that again. And especially with the new context of our lives, um, the reality is that our call hasn't changed, nor has the Lord, but like our situation has. Um, great. So for the rest of this talk, kind of we're, Taking that, um, what Katie talked about, um, and actually allowing that to like, yeah, transform us. Um, there's a girl walking by and she's very dramatically talking on the phone, frantically walking. It's really funny. <laughs> um, anyway, so the direction we're taking with this talk is, uh, yeah, we're, we want to just kind of touch on that, the theme of being a prophetic people. So that's like the, the direction for our, this course that we're having, but, and what we're doing here is we just want to kind of give it like an overview of what does it mean to be a prophetic people? What does it mean? To like the gift of prophecy, kind of dive in that a little bit, but more just like give a little bit of a, a taste of just like, just to get an appetizer almost to prepare you for actually the fullness of what, what's to come. So we're just going to like overview it. Um, and I just, in a quick note to that too, of with, uh, being a prophetic people, like, we hear this a lot and it's, this isn't like a special call just because we're SPO. Like this is by nature of your baptism, we're all called into being a prophetic people. Um, and because we're all called into Jesus' uh, mission of being a priest, prophet, and king. And by nature of that baptism, like I said, is, is we're a part of that with him. So, and so that's, it's for all Christians that we're all part of being a prophetic people. So again, going back to like, just because our circumstances are, we might be spread about the country, 
we're all called into this and even our families, if, if our families are baptized, they're also part of this prophetic people. Um, so like on the grand scheme of things, we're all called into this. And then of course, now we're going to narrow it down to what it means for our specific people here at Ohio state. Um, so just a side little note. Yeah. So I think the goal that Michael and I have in talking an overview of prophecy is just to give our, give each of us a wider vision for what it looks like. Um, and I'm thinking back to Fan of Flame. We've had a lot of words about how the Lord wanted to um, pour out the gift of prophecy and he gave it to a lot of us in just a new way. And so how can we widen the vision for what that looks like and how can we stir up like a greater hunger for that in our lives? So um, in the coming weeks, we'll get more into specifics of it, but um, yeah, today we're going to do an overview of kind of what it looks like to be a prophetic people. Sweet. Cool. Um, so now um, just diving into a little bit more of what's, what a prophet is, like what, it, what does it mean actually to be um, a prophet? Um, Bishop Robert Barron, um, he says, a person is a prophet in the measure that he or she bears the truth. I really like this definition because it's really simple but still, still very profound. Excuse me. Um, it's simple in that it's, it's, it makes it tangible and being a prophet of like, of he or she that bears the truth of God. It's so simple. It's like, okay, that's I, like, I can actually attain that. I can do that, but it's still yet profound in that it's bearing the truth of God. So it's not just my truth that what I think is right. Um, but actually it's more, it's deeper than that. It's actually, it's, it's the Lord's truth. So like, kind of diving into what that means um, here. So in the purpose, purpose of prophecy, uh, St. Paul tells us in the letter to the Corinthians that God uses prophecy to speak edification, exhortation, and comfort to people, and then to the building up of the church. So in that it's, it's all about the building up of the church. It's all about um, how can we continue to yeah, build the, the, the church, which is including you, including um, the people around it. Um, and so, so that meaning it can be turned into, it's either improving ourselves in some way of how can I um, go and actually like better um, live my life? How can I like, as a people, we better live um, our call or it's a, through like an instructing us to do something. So like earlier this semester, we heard like a flipping the tables out in the oval or something like that. Like that's something that's like an instruction of like how we, what we can do to go and better um, to, to like live this truth of God. Um, so in that it means also for us to actually continuing to seek the Lord. Um, and so that for all of us here, it's to being a prophetic people and to being a prophet means you yourself need to be seeking the Lord. You yourself need to be praying individually, um, as well as corporately. So like wherever you're at now, are you praying with your family, praying, um, even in your small groups later this evening, you know, praying together and households and like wherever you are, but then it's also individually, are you actually seeking the Lord too? Um, Cause as a prophetic people who bear the truth, we must actually take time to pursue the truth itself um, and then expand also our own knowledge base based off of, of that. So what, what this looks like is, are you reading um, and learning, actually like learning greater truth. So like reading Thomas Aquinas, uh, C.S. Lewis, uh, Augustine, you know, these, these authors, these writers that have come before us that provide us with greater depth of truth 
Um, because, because for ourselves, we need to actually take our time and, and continuing to grow um, in order to actually become more fully into the prophetic. Um, so Bishop Barron says that, and I love this quote, it says, if baptized prophets stop studying and stop speaking, they're like lamps over which a bushel basket has been placed. Um, I'm going to read that again. So if baptized prophets stop studying and stop speaking, they're like lamps over which a bushel basket has not been placed. So, so in all of this, it's good that we're seeking. So it's, we need to be seeking the truth and actually learning, actually studying for our own knowledge. Um, but then if we're not, if, that, if that's not translated into actually speaking that, then it's, it's still under a bushel basket. So like we need to be like learning and developing, not for our own use, because, because why? Because as St. Paul tells us, it's for the building of the church. So we're studying not for my own self gain, but to build up the church and the body and our community here. Um, G.K. Chesterton says, in an upside down world such as ours, the prophet is the one who stands on his head so that he might see things aright. Um, so being a prophetic also, it means being uh, willing to be a little crazy, to be the one that you might be standing on your head, but that's actually like when you're, you're doing the will of the Lord, it's not always seen as normal. You know, we live in households where we wake up at six o'clock or have breakfast at six o'clock. We pray at 630 in the morning. Like that's not normal, but that's okay because that's all like part of being the prophetic is, is living um, a life that sometimes isn't going to be seen as normal. Um, but it's also, it's, it's shifting our perspective from that of our own world into like actually the, the perspective of the Lord and of actually having an eternal perspective as well. And as we grow in our gift of prophecy and as we grow with our relationship with the Lord, um, it's activating this gift in that it recognizing it's never from a place of striving or grasping for um, or performing or anything like that. It's, it's all about a place of complete reliance and surrender to what actually the Lord is doing in you and through you. Um, because living a prophetic lifestyle, um, it's all about asking for renewal and a greater outpouring of the Holy Spirit, um, and actually just begging the Lord for his heart, for his, for his people. Um, and the last thing I'll say about this is, uh, is that it's also, it's embracing this new life and this, as we beg the Lord for a renewal, it's, it's lived out every day, the prophetic is. And, and so no matter what, we need to keep our, our gaze fixed on him and kind of every day going back into that. Um, and, and actually just shifting how we see things, even in this moment, wherever our situation now, like, so even in this coronavirus, the situation, it's, yeah, it's unfortunate we're not able to be physically together, but actually still seeing and being grateful for what we can do. The fact that we can still see each other through technology that we get to spend time with our families a little bit more. Um, and that also actually we're given a, an opportunity where we, we're not in control. The Lord is in complete control and praise God that we have this opportunity to be reminded that, um, that actually like there's something greater happening in our world and in our universe that is far greater than just me. Um, and so just shifting that perspective of, and then being grateful for what the Lord's about in our, our life today. Yeah, and so as a people, we're called into prophetic action, um, which is like a fun phrase. Also, <laughs> I didn't mention this when we were meeting. When I hear prophetic action, I want you guys to know that 
in my head, it's kind of like a superhero comic where there's like a pow, kerbam. Like, <laughs> kerbam. <laughs> yeah. Because it sounds epic, so that's what we're going for. Um, but anyways, um, what does it mean to be like called into prophetic action? I know Michael already said it, but we were baptized prophets. So the reality is a lot of us have probably been living out prophetic far before we knew it. Um, a common example that like was coming to my mind was how many times I just feel like the urge to text somebody in my life and be like, give them an encouragement or say something. And um, typically, not always, but like there's so many times when the response is like, wow, I really needed to hear that today. Like that's exactly what I needed to hear. Um, and that wasn't me like even being aware of this prophetic gifting. Um, but I want to call this into the ability to actually live prophetically in an intentional way day to day um, where we can be seeking it out and not just like floating, <laughs> hoping that it's connecting. Mm -hmm. Um, because prophetic action, simply put, is our response to hearing the Lord. So when we hear the Lord, there's like a response. Um, and there's the opportunity to do that in each moment of your day. And I think a lot of us have um, moments in our day that we're inviting the Lord into. Um, or you have your routine, and these are the moments when you're praying. Um, but then there's other moments where you just have your routine and you're going through it. And so I want us to start thinking of those moments in our day that we haven't been inviting the Lord into and how can we bring him into that by seeking his truth. Again, we're, we're truth seekers. Mm -hmm. So um, a couple of questions I had were like, how often do you ask what the Lord is speaking when you're on a phone call with a friend? Like what truth does he have in that? Or how often... Um, like when you're doing your homework, that's a kicker. <laughs> um, how often are you like seeking the Lord's truth when you're at the dinner table? Just in conversation with whoever's at the dinner table. Um, and so as we invite him into those and we start to hear him, um, our response in those are going to be the prophetic action. I think my point with all of this is, um, prophecy is not just delivering a word at a prayer meeting. And I think it's easy for us to get in that mindset, um, especially early on in our faith is like, I'm going to deliver a word and that is prophecy. Um, but this action can come in, like in conversation, the Lord could direct you to like, ask your friend a question that changes like the course of the conversation or is revealing something. Um, you're on a worship team. You playing an instrument is a prophetic action because he's like guiding you in that or the way he's leading you to like song choices. That's prophetic. Um, you could be walking down the street. I know a lot of us are going for walks right now. Let's say the Holy Spirit directs you to go help somebody. That's a prophetic action because you're revealing God's love and his character through that action. Um, so it's really about the intentionality because these things are really simple, right? It's about the intentionality of bringing the Lord into them. So it's a really simple shift in our lives and it's nothing like obscure, although it can be obscure at times, but it's just about the willingness to do that. I think what I love about prophecy requiring action um, is because action takes courage, trust, and obedience. 
So when you hear the Lord um, in that response, you can also choose not to respond. Um, but I think a good example from the Bible is in Second Kings and Adeline, shout out to Adeline because she showed me this, but um, it's in chapter five and there is an army commander named Naaman. Um, he was a leper and he was advised to go see the prophet Elisha. And so it says, go and wash seven times. This is what Elisha says to him when he goes and seeks help. Um, go and wash seven times in the Jordan and your flesh will heal and you will be clean. And Naaman actually went away angry because he was like, what the heck? Like, why couldn't I just be healed right there? Um, he even says, like, I thought that he would surely come out to me and stand there to call on the name of the Lord as God. And he would move his hand over the place and thus cure the leprosy. Um, but that doesn't happen. And so he goes back angry and then somebody calls him out like, OK, but if a prophet told you to go do something, or like the Lord tells you to do something, shouldn't you just go do it? And so he did, he went and he washed seven times and his flesh became again, like the flesh of a little child and he was clean. And that actually, like that action took trust and him in motion for it to like fulfill. So yeah, I just want us to like open up our vision for what prophecy can entail because it's not always just gonna be in a certain setting. It's not always necessarily just going to be speaking a word to somebody in the way that we think. Um, and I guess in like opening that up, I'm kind of saying prophecy could be anything because the Lord can do anything. So it can be really simple. And that's good. That's true. Um, it can be really simple. Um, but I, again, I think it's really easy to float through our day. And so I'm just challenging us to seek that intention behind our words and our actions to actually be those true seekers. Um, and then another thing that I wanted to bring up is um, in a lot of these actions um, that are often simple, we're more about planting seeds. Um, and these seeds we might not see like come to fruition um because prophetic action isn't glamorous you don't always get to see we're kind of in it for the long haul um and prophecy and prophetic action really is like gold mining so if you think of gold mining you're like going into the dirt and um you're like sifting through dirt and just going through it um all to you're like searching relentlessly is what I have put here to find one piece of gold that is worth more than any of the dirt. Right. So I think as we like go about our day and try to be a prophetic people, it's really about like, there's a lot of dirt around us and where are we finding the truth and the gold in that? And I think specifically about how like we're a relational people and we're like a relational ministry, but also Right now, we're kind of bound in specific relationships, like we're stuck in our home. So you're investing in your family um, or your roommates, and it's a really particular set of people. And our task is to be like looking for the gold in them. Where is like God pointing out the truth in those people? And we have to be willing to be in it for the long haul. Um, the long haul means deep impact though. So, it's really like creating a deep impact and for them 
like when you find the gold and the truth, you, you point it out to them so that they can see that too, that they're pointed to the Lord in that. Um, and I love that we have the ability to cut through worldly input just by speaking truth into reality. And that's really important during this time, but also just in general, like as we're on a college campus. Um, lastly, I just wanted to remind us that earlier in the year, God gave us the prophetic word that he's going to add 500,000 to our numbers. I don't want to say this, but it's not going to happen overnight. Like this is going to be us um, investing in people, but not even really us. It's just our willingness to like be with the Lord and prophetically act um, as he's moving um, so that he can do that. And so we might not see the fruit of all of that labor and like, are we okay with that? Um, oh, this is a big one. If we ask for the prophetic gift to be activated, uh, we need to be ready to deliver. Because if we're asking for the Lord to like reveal and to show his truth, and like we have to be ready to step up into that. So that takes courage and let's be praying for that. Um, as I was praying for our community, I think it was a little over a week ago, it was right when I was getting back from spring break and everything, um, I got this image, and it's kind of a common one, um, I think. I mean, I've heard it in our community before, but like the image of a bonfire, like a raging bonfire and how impactful that is. And um, I just got the sense that the Lord was showing me that some of us view um, this raging bonfire as us as a community um, that like we each bring like our light that we like shine and um, that adds to the greater light of the raging bonfire and then he was showing me that as we were like splitting up some of us see this as like a and now I'm taking my little light out to go be in my home um, and he was telling me that that's not at all how he's working in this that each of us has a raging bonfire in our home like wherever we are. It's not that we're just a raging bonfire when we're all together in the same physical space, um, but we're a raging bonfire wherever we are. And so actually he's just spreading out raging bonfires. He's not spreading out little lights. Yeah, and she told me this, uh, she told me this last week and I instantly thought of, this is probably because I'm in the middle of reading Lord of the Rings right now, but I instantly thought about from the scene from the return of the king in the movie they they light the beacons and if you haven't seen the movie one of the hobbits kinds up this like huge stack of wood and then like secretly lights this big beacon of this big beacon of fire and the point of it is it like lights this huge fire and so then it it spreads across because there's people like miles away that can see this fire and then they light their big beacon and it goes for like from mountain range to mountain range to mountain range all the way to the other side of middle earth, basically to like call people to action, to call people to like, Hey, like we're at war and we need help. And so they're like calling people to mind or calling people to action. And that's kind of what, as she like shared this to me, I was like, that was the image I got of like, we're those raging bonfires all around this country. And we're calling you to action today. We're calling you that like, wherever you've been, however your Linton has been so far, like whether it's been like super fruitful, really good, really great, that doesn't matter anymore. Cause like that's the past today's today. And now we're calling you to action and that 
we're calling you to be the prophetic people that you are and in your families, in your homes, in your, like your friendships that are back home, whatever that looks like. Um, it's like the beacon's been lit. Now it's like, let it continue to like burn so that like everyone around, so all of our homes, everyone around us that we encounter, um, will also be lit as well. So, so yeah, so this is just a call to action. Um, that's what we want this, this, the whole, this talk to be, um, to, to welcome you into this and let your, your fire burn. That was a really cheesy ending, uh, but that's okay. Yeah. So action steps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're going to close by doing a little bit of like an activation. Um, and this is something that Greg already put in our group chat, but right now, uh, hopefully you have paper in front of you. Um, you're going to write down the people in your small group. So this might be the small group that you're in or the small group that you lead. Um, it, if you don't lead a small group, you could always put in like a list of five people that you walk with and you invest in. So I'm going to give you a second to do that. Okay, um, now you're going to do, like, you're going to hover your finger over your list. You're going to go like this. Everyone go like this. Oh. And I'm going to say when to stop. <laughs> Ready? Stop. Whoever you're pointing at, you're going to pray right now for the Lord's, like, truth in them. And I think a simple prayer that we can ask as like prophetic people we can rely on this simple prayer is lord show me what you see Okay, are you willing to reveal that truth to that person? I'm not going to tell you exactly like how or when to do that. Um, but I trust that you're going to call them, FaceTime them, reach out to them so that you can invest in them in that way by pointing out the truth that God has for them, and what he sees. And then my encouragement is to continue doing that with a new person each day. That's all I have. <laughs> um, cool. So yeah, so keep keep praying into that with the people, the, like everyone that you wrote down. Um, I would encourage you just continue to ask that question of Lord, what do you want me to see? What do you want me to say? Um, 
What do you want me to do for the, like this person? Um, it's just a simple prayer, but like that's again going back. That's where I um, just seeking the truth, continuing for us to grow in our knowledge and learning. Um, so, so that's all we got for y'all. I think the rest of the, just kind of like let everyone know too. Like that's it's getting very windy and wet here. Um, uh, the oh the the rest of the the structure kind of going forward. Um, so usually we're not going to do like small groups and like a formation talk like this on the same night. Um, we, we were going to just record the video and send it out, but we figured it was, yeah, we, we preferred to do it like this. We could see everybody, we all together. Um, so, so after this, you, you can break into small groups and just kind of talk about, I think we sent out a few questions that are on the bottom of the outline. Yeah. Um, so y'all can kind of talk about that. Um, but, but I think going forward, we're, so like next week we'll have another formation talk, I believe. Um, and it's going to be like this, just over zoom again. And, um, I think that's, but then after that, so like then the following week, it's just gonna be normal small groups. So this one's kind of like a, since the first time we're trying to figure this out. Um, so we appreciate you guys again, rolling with, with everything as we're trying to figure stuff out. Um, but that's all we got. So I think the rest of the night, small groups, um, your small group leader should have reached out to you guys. So, uh, yeah, that's all we got.